This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Happy Tuesday, Brigade. What's up? Welcome into another episode of the Bostonian versus the book. Dave Sherapan, the book, Matt Peralt, the Bostonian, live on Twitter and YouTube, Sports Grid for the replay on TV every single night. Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. Sorry we're late. It's on me. I'm having a bit of a crisis. One of my students at UNLV, I just found out that she's got 1.7 million followers on TikTok. Show's canceled. And my so, whole yeah. world just went like, I'm like, why Show's am I teaching? Done. Why am I teaching a class? Like, why am I teaching this person who has 1.7 million followers on TikTok? You'll find out later after you talk to her. <laughs> this is a very unique world we live in. 1.7 yeah. million. That's... That's a career. Like, I would just sit, wouldn't you just sit at home all day and make TikToks? <laughs> like, why go to college? Really? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Is there that much? Like, because if TikTok re- goes away tomorrow, what do you do? Is TikTok going away tomorrow? It's social media. I, I, all right. I mean, people say it's, you know. If your 18-year-old kid had 1.7 million followers and she came home and said, I'm not going to go to college, I'm, not gonna, I'm just going to do TikTok videos, what would you say to her? If Maddie came to you and says that. How much are we making? Well, we're making stuff now, but I mean, you know. Let's go. I don't know. <laughs> I, I would, I would, I would be bet. done in six months. Okay. So then ride it for six months. College isn't going anywhere. You can go there whenever you want. Just like the NBA conversation when someone says, should a high school kid go to college or should a high school kid go to the pros? What's the pros? What's the pros going to pay you? Go hundred <laughs> percent. I would go, I would pour every effort into maximizing your return for now. And then maybe how's, you're right. How's those kids doing? It went to the NBA that flamed out. I don't know. Did they get paid? <laughs> if they got paid. You I don't watch care. This, they you watch the money. You, you watch. Well, that's only, now. Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, the now, money you're, and stuff? now you're conflating different conversations. Now it's not. A, the it's money not goes a, away. Okay, but if you're smart with your money, it doesn't go away. If you know what you're doing with money, if my if my daughter came home and said, "I, Daddy, I have a chance to make two hundred thousand dollars a year." Okay, let's get an investment person. Let's talk about how to money management. Let's how to figure out where to go with the dollars. That's sports bet. That's probably what. That's a really bad idea. Right. But like, we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and find a way to be, you know, to. Make it work. Make your money work for you. How do we set you up so you don't have to work? If it goes away, you're set up for years to come. And then you go to college. Uh, I have the same opinion on kids who are in TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, as I do an NBA player or an NHL hockey player that wants to skip college and go right to the pros or you have a chance to go ahead and leave college early to go to the NBA or go to the NFL. 100%. Run, <laughs> take the money while it's there. Cause you might be right. TikTok goes away in six months to a year to two years. Take the bag. Yeah. It might be a bigger <laughs> bag down the road. 
Maybe. I mean, you can keep doing the TikTok, but you got to have, you know, you got to have, you don't have to have a backup plan because sometimes when you have a backup plan, that restricts you doing the front plan, you know? So you got to, you got to go for it when you're going for it. But at the same time, the money's not to be all end all. The money comes and goes like that. So get what you can get and keep going. But I mean, I'll be interested to see what she says yeah, while she's in like, your class. <laughs> I'm just like, it was so, I was just fooling around, looking around different things. Cause one of the ways I get to know my students is by watching the social media. Cause we, I talk to them all the time about what's on your social media. Do you want that to be out there in a job interview? Right. Into five, 10 years. It's all, once it's on the net, it's on the net. <laughs> like you're not getting it off. If it's something really controversial and people retweet it and share it and whatnot. So I just, I like to just poke around and see what the kids are doing and see what they're about. And then I just like, I stumbled upon it. I was just like, wait, what? And I, I give her credit. She didn't brag about it. She didn't bring it up in class. We were talking about social media and she didn't say like, well, I've got 1.7 million followers on TikTok. And I would have been like, you have what? So I had to just. And they tell you when you got the followers, they downplay you. got You know, when you don't have the followers, they say you don't have enough followers. The followers bullshit argument. I mean, it's all scale. It's all, it's, it's, it's just the same way. Can you do the job? Can you talk? Maybe she's in your class to learn how to talk. Oh no, she can talk. No, she can talk. That's not, that's not going to be a worry. It's, I think she just needs polishing is what she needs. Right. So I think that's why she's taking the class because she wants to be more polished and she wants to figure out what she's doing wrong, but she's bilingual. Half her stuff's in, in Spanish. So right. there you go. <laughs> yeah. That's a differentiator right there. Being really should go bilingual. get that, uh, Rosetta Stone and work oh. on the Spanish. My Spanish is so rough. Rough? Mine's mine's non-existent. How about that? <laughs> you never learned? I took it. I n- it never took to my brain. Oh. Just, just, you got to use it. You should learn. You should speak Spanish to her. <laughs> Get it going again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's It's hard. I mean, it's one of those things where... I have a tough enough time learning math and English for me to learn another language. You're definitely not good at the numbers. <laughs> I know that. I think my brain, you're asking a lot of my, of my very feeble brain to be able to talk in a second, a second language. <laughs> I would love to be able to, I took, uh, I took Spanish for years and then I took Italian for a little while. None of it stuck, stuck at all. It's ridiculous that you just said that. Why? Because I took Spanish in high school uh-huh. all the way through, and I got to the last year, and they wanted me to take AP. And I said, I'm not taking AP Spanish my senior year. Because that's when it got too serious. I was like, come on, not doing it. I liked it. Did you ever dream in Spanish? No. Oh, that's what, that's what I say, you're fluid. You're fluent is when you dream in Spanish. You dream in the language that you are, that you are learning. You become fluent. So I go to Penn State, which I'm wearing today because we're still celebrating. You should be Auburn's ass, but I go to college and I'm a finance major in business and I don't have to take a language. I'm like, Oh, this is great. Mm. Then I have my epiphany, my first one where, you know, I get tapped on the shoulder in my accounting class sophomore year. And they say, I can't be with these people doing this stuff the rest of my life. And I get the internship with the TV station and change everything. I go back to school, broadcast journalism major. They say, you got to take a language. I'm like, oh, perfect. I took four years of Spanish in eighth, ninth, 10th, and 11th grade. I'll be fine. Now, I hadn't taken it since it's now my going to be my junior year of college. So it's three years in between. They said, all right, you, you bypassed Spanish one, started Spanish two. I walked in. 
and they just start speaking. I'm like, whoa, I'm way behind. My ear is not trained. I don't have a clue what she's saying. So I go up to her after classes. Should I have understood anything you said? She's like, well, yeah, don't you? This is Spanish too. And I'm like, okay, I got some work to do. One week. I gave it one week. I didn't understand one thing that was being said in there. So I went to the guidance counselor. I said, you got to help me. Try Italian. Start over. So I took Italian one and two. Uh And I took Italian. I could read and speak a little bit of Hebrew. Young. Wow. You know, and I did that. Did you have bar mitzvah? What's that? Did you have bar mitzvah? Did I get bar mitzvah? I killed it on my bar mitzvah day so so much that the rabbi asked me if I wanted to be a rabbi. He said, you should go to rabbinical school. Wow. I said, rabbi, all due respect, you do a great job. Being a rabbi is not for me. I mean, like, what was I going to tell him? I'm handing out the tip sheets and I'm doing the fantasy leagues and all this stuff. Like, come on, rabbi. Seriously. Is gambling against Judaism? No. Okay, I think so. It's actually highly encouraged. (laughs) And I know it goes on, but I mean, between between the Jews and the Italians and everybody Uh else that I was around my whole life, I mean, my whole other side of the family is 100% Italian Catholic. Like, I was all mixed up. But I took Spanish. I took Italian. And all of this stuff. And you just tell me now, oh, I took Spanish, I took Italian, and nothing stuck. <laughs> my mom, my mom's mom, my grandma, my nana used to speak Italian to me. Did anyone ever speak Italian to you, like in the house? Oh, yeah, my grandmother. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. My grandma. She, she would, my grandmother de Quattro would, would scream in Italian. She would yell all the time. Not all the time, but when she was yelling, she would yell in Italian. And then, and then she'd translate for everybody else what she was saying. <laughs> she would say, I'm saying this. You guys got to stop. (laughs) That was my grandmother. And then hence, like, my mother stopped really speaking the Italian, but my my grandmother did. So um, I love to learn it and listen. Mm. But as far as sticking, it's tough now. Yeah. I I mean, I really want, I would love. So I'm a quarter Sicilian. My grandmother is 100% Sicilian. I'm a quarter Sicilian. So we're Northern Italian. I am too. I'm I'm Naples. So I'm my I'm 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 a quarter from Napoli, and I'm a quarter from Sicily, and Mm. uh, I've never been to Italy. So it's one of those things of like if I ever when I do go because I will go before I leave this earth, I will see it. But I will, I will want to have some grasp of the language. I love Italian. I love listening to Italian. I love just the culture. It's how I was raised. I'm half Italian, but how about music in Italian? It's it's unbelievable. My grandfather used to blast, you know, every crooner. That's why he loved Vegas because the crooners and, you know, just the way that the music Sinatra was like, you know, yeah, pretty much God. So it was was just whatever Frank was doing. He was into it. And my grandfather wore fedora hats and he just, you know, that's just the way that he, he was. And he would always, you know, he always say to me like, you know, my, cause my uncle is not married and my uncle is not, doesn't have any children. And my grandpa was always very concerned that like, if my if my son doesn't get married, What's going to happen to my name, Matthew? My name to right. Quattro. What's going to happen to my name? Your name is Peralta. What's going to happen to my name? Right. It was like a stressful thing. And like I, 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 when I was like 19, I thought about changing my name to, to the Quattro. I was like, should I? I was like to my mom. I was like, should I change my last name? And she was like, you really shouldn't. It's a really nice thing. But like your dad's side of the family is going to be absolutely irate at you if you're switching to the Quattro. I'm like, yeah, but I don't know them as well. And grandpa's nervous about this. And he's, he's, my mom was like, yeah. Nice gesture, but 
not a good idea <laughs> to do that. I had 100% plans to name a son with our last name because, you know, it wasn't going to, if I had a son, it would have our last name, but I was going to name him with my mother's maiden name. Like it was going to be one of those, or I was going to name him my, put my grandfather's middle name, mm-hmm. like your grandfather. Yeah. Hyphenated. His, his first name was Clado. I mean, Ooh. it was, you know, Clado Diani was his name. I mean, it was old school Italian as you can fresh off the boat. The whole thing. Yeah. And I never met him. Right. And I think, you know, as I get older, I'm becoming him and my dad every single day. So I love the Italian music and just my grandmother used to play it. When you're a kid, you don't even realize it. You're just like, what is What is that? Oh, I know. It was just part of my culture. Like it was just my grandma's house. Yeah, I just walked into it. That's what grandma listened to, or what, what grandpa was, was listening to. It's just how it how it was. Was just her house like, childproofed ever? No, never. Childproof? What is ever. that? What is childproof? You know how it was childproof? If you broke something in grandma's house, you got she your ass you. kicked. Yeah, she broke you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Oh yeah, that was there was nothing. No childproof. I fell down stairs and floors, and you know, it was just like deal with it type of type of situation. Crazy. Yeah. No, my grandma. My grandmother had the the most craziest green shag carpeting in her house growing up. And I just remember hip. going like, what a shag carpeting was hip, man. Oh yeah. But like it was in the eighties. So it was still, it was like seventies uh, style in the eighties. <laughs> you know, it's always did like, she have the plastic on the, on the furniture. She did for a little while. And then she pulled that off and then she stopped. And then they stopped doing that. Like, like, I don't know, probably like 10 or 11, but they did for a little while have that. Absolutely. And it was Plastic always, was on the first we always were in the basement. So like, we always were told to go downstairs. All the kids were go downstairs in the basement, like stay down there. <laughs> they always went down to, in my grandmother's house. That's where we all lived. Always. Basement, they stay quiet. And then they open the door and they shut up. You're being too loud and close the door. <laughs> and it was like, well, what are you guys doing? Games going on upstairs oh, and yeah, music smoke, people and wine and all. My grandmother used to smoke before she quit. And it was always like, oh, oh, it was such a. Different, different time. And my grandfather would come home and he would just stick. I've told the story before, but he doesn't, he didn't believe in banks. So he would just come home and he would just like, he would come home wherever he was at the bar, you know, come home and he would just like, you know, he put his bill fold down and it was just like cash. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I was always like, Grandpa, he's like, Matthew, he's like, you can't trust anybody. Because I don't trust anybody. Can't trust anybody. I don't trust it's those true. people. I, <laughs> I was always just like, it's true. Well, That's right. <laughs> you always just say, smallest bill on the outside. Never show him you got shit, but make sure you protect your shit. <laughs> you see the way I walk around with the money? It's the same. I'm still doing it. Yeah, got Grandpa Joe. That's the way Elliot, my dad, did it. That's the way I'm doing it until I go. That's it. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's great. Yep. All right. Let's get into last night. Two games, two unders. Thursday night, under. Sunday night, under. I mean, this is a thing now, right? Technically, technically, the opener for the Bills game went under. Went under 51, 50, and 49. Yeah. Did not go, or 48 pushed, 47 and a half, or 47, it went over. So depending on where you bet it. So technically, that game probably would, if you're doing closing line numbers, that game went over, technically. Yeah. But everybody pretty much bet under. <laughs> everybody got that number drive, you know, driven down. Are we going to ride this now? Is this a thing to ride? I believe I heard through two weeks, unders are 21, 10, and 1. I believe it. 
overall. First, first week was crazy. Yep. So, um, yes, but I mean, stuff's being adjusted. I mean, there's mm-hmm. numbers in the 30s now. But like they they went over though. That was the thing we talked about it on Friday. How many low totals there were, but then the majority of games went over on Sunday. Yeah, but not the prime time games, right? Which prime is just a coincidental thing. Is it's it not? Is yes. it? I mean, it is. But you you know you have to at least acknowledge it. Um, and I know, again, I mean, you're not going to get, you know, these road scholars or the professional betters that have forums to tell you that, well, you should just, you know, it is something you have to point out and accept. They're not going to say it. It's just random. Well, if it's random, how come it keeps happening? I, there is no explanation, but I think, I mean, you're less, not going to just blindly bet it. Are you? No, but I'm just asking less flags. Thursday night unders, I do almost, I, I do say so like blindly, you can blindly bet Thursday night unders, uh, unders as we go into the season. That's a thing. Teams are just banged up. You're asking them to turn around too fast. I mean, they're just, the bodies aren't ready. Practice time's it's not just, there. The Thursday night game is just blah. It's yeah, been blah so for years. I mean, I, that, that so. is, if you want to tell me I'm for the next 15 weeks, I'm betting the under in the Thursday night game. I'm not going to be arguing with you. No matter what the total is. Just bet it under. I mean, I, I bet if you bet it under every day, but every Thursday you bet this year, you will be profitable by betting Thursday night unders. Yeah. yeah you'll win more than you lose. I mean, I, I probably would say that's true, but like, the books adjust the total too, you know. Like they do, but 38 like, or 38 and a half. But people come in and bet it over and and until so you'll start to see the number climb. I mean, these numbers are sharp, like we know. So one point, two points, one way or the other matter. Last night it mattered. 48, it landed. If you bet under 51 and it didn't over 47. In the Ravens and Dolphins game, though. Like nope. that one, you know, that, that wasn't primetime though. We're talking about primetime games. Sunday night, what was it? Oh, Packers Bears didn't matter. Yeah, way yeah. under. Way under. But the number didn't matter. Thursday under, Sunday under, both games Monday were under. All four primetime games went under this week. Boy, what are people going to talk about on content all week long? Is this under, primetime under? <laughs> oh, gosh. It's going to be one of those type of weeks. Yep. Oh, bet gosh. the under. Bet the under. What is Thursday's total? 38 and a half, you said? 38 and a half. Dang. Steelers, Browns. Snooze fest. Wait until this will be this will be interesting in this house. I can't wait to see what Thursday entails. Whether grandma and Papap are gonna want to watch the game. They oh, have that's right. this, Prime. this is the first time Thursday night prime game. Okay, here you go. Yeah. yeah so this will be interesting. Do they want to watch it? And yeah. they, do they want to? Somebody told me that if you have Apple TV, mm-hmm. that Apple is trying to give you the ability to change the channel in the same way that you would cable. Oh, so you would like cut toggle between all the apps so you could change the channel. Nice, but you're staying on streaming services. You can't like toggle between streaming Ooh. and DirecTV. Like Direct. it's all apps. So it's like you go to Hulu, ESPN Plus. Amazon Prime, you could go through and change it. Like I guess there's a button, like a menu button, yeah. you hit it, and your yeah. all your apps come up, and you can change it through. But it's still not the same. It's still not nearly as easy. Changing the channel is an 
instantaneous reaction and kind of a fun thing to do when you actually have control of the remote. I've lost control of the remote in this house years ago. Oh. Every once in a while, I get to touch it and look at it, but I can't even find the damn thing. They never put it back in the same spot. It's ridiculous. That but drives me crazy. Just put it back in the same spot. Oh. I, don't, I, mean, I don't care who has it. Just when it's when you're done with it, put it back in the same spot. When you you've know, got to spend five minutes looking for it, it's the worst. Back to grandma and grandpa's house. You know, I used to laugh because my grandmother used to have Velcro on the back of the uh, back of the remote and she would stick the remote on the Velcro right. and she'd get pissed off if you didn't put the remote back on the Velcro. I didn't get it as a kid. I was like, Grandma, that's crazy. Like, what are you talking about? As I got to an adult, I was like, I get it. That makes sense. That's well, exactly why you do it. She was mad. She didn't right. want to chase the remote. She wanted to know where it is when the remote needed to be there. It was there. I want to come home and turn the TV on. I want to know where the remote is. So it takes me three seconds. I don't want to spend seven minutes looking under the blankets, the pillows, all of the dog moved it. Stop with the bullshit. But the ability to change the channel is what you said it the other day on here. The, 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 the streaming thing is that it is, it doesn't mean it's a bad experience. It's just captive. Different, right? I'm a, pro- I'm a prisoner. I feel like I'm a prisoner. I can't change the channel. I don't like that's, it. That's not good. That's no. not good. I, I mean, I'm seriously contemplating just watching it on my computer and second screen and have the game on the second screen, not the first screen, so I can watch whatever I want to watch on my, on, the, on my big screen and just have it on the computer and watch and watch the game on Amazon Prime there because I wanted the ability. Like that bothered me on Thursday night. I was annoyed. I was like, I can't. The game stinks. I want to change the damn channel. And like, I don't want to deal with that. It's annoying. And yeah. wait for it to get reset, and I got to go through and hit the button five times and put it back up. Yuck! You're only going to do that so many times. I'm telling you, people Not are only going to do that so many times. Not a fan. All right, the Titans are really bad. The question is, how bad? How bad is bad? Bad? I I mean, I bet them be bad. Bad. I bet they're under. I thought they were going to stink in the preseason all summer long. That was the team I said fade. And I said, yep. <laughs> Watching them What's last the night. What's the main problem? They don't have any talent. They don't have any talent. Derek Henry's not talented. He is. And <laughs> you're not sold on Tannehill anymore? I was never sold on Tannehill. How I wasn't about sold to him. I wasn't sold on him in Miami. I wasn't sold to him at Texas AM. I've never been sold on Tannehill. I've been out on him forever. And I'm and I'm out on him now on this team because mm-hmm. he is a serviceable quarterback when you give him real weapons to throw to. And Robert Woods is not a real weapon. So Ooh. they're lacking any explosiveness. They're they, I mean, this is a rebuild year for the Titans. You can see it. Like my gut would say they they should tank. If they're smart, that they would, yeah, go get playmakers, go get a bunch of rookies and figure out how to help Derrick Henry. Well, you can start helping Derrick Henry by playing defense. Mm. That's where it starts. They got to keep the games close. They are completely incapable of coming back in a game. And in that deficit in particular. If they get down more than two scores, it's a wrap. Goodbye. Yep. It is a wrap in game watching the game. It's over. And last night there were two games on, but when Buffalo got that extra touchdown and got it to 17, I was like, this is done. Tennessee had the ball to start the second half. Didn't score. Buffalo got the ball and did over. That's it. So that's one takeaway too, though. The AFC South I don't know what to make of that division. Well, so the Titans aren't tanking yet. You know, they're 0-2. 
but they're a game back of the division. I I, I don't think it's, I wouldn't go that far yet. They're so far behind anybody who's any good. Well, that's I mean we're measuring everybody against that. I I think the Colts I, are I said that yesterday are. with the Patriots and the Steelers. They're on a different planet. I think than, the Colts. I think the Colts are better than the Titans are. They're the worst team in the division. Colts are better than the Titans are. Titans are the worst team in the division. Titans are worse than Houston? Yeah. Wow. You through really two weeks. Houston at all. Through two weeks of watching Houston play, they're playing hard. Everyone's overestimating, underestimating them, and that's yeah. a huge advantage to them. They think, oh, this is the typical Texans, and they're like, no. We're going to play really hard and we're going to be a problem for you. Titans are a team that is used to winning. Somebody told me the G, the current GM has never lost more games than the team has won. He's won nine games every single year. He's been the GM of Tennessee. Yep. That's like Pittsburgh. That's a culture shock. If you're losing games and you're, you know, sitting at, at week 10 and you're two and eight, that's culture shock. That is, we're not used to this. We're not ready for this. This is not what we're comfortable with. Houston could be two and eight. And if they're competitive in every game, they're like the Lions last year. Or it's like, okay, we're not winning, but we're playing really damn hard. We're fighting. We can accept losing as long as we're fighting. Well, is that what Tennessee's going to do or no? No way. No, they'll pack up shop. They won't, they, they won't handle that. Hmm. I don't know. I don't think that the, the ready to just, you know, hand it over to Jacksonville that they're going to win that division. And uh, the Colts are going to be in the conversation still. Colts and Jags will be the Colts are going to be in the conversation. Yeah, I do. Jonathan Taylor, look, they, they've had a really bad start to the year, but they're they, 0 2. Yep. And got shut out by Jacksonville. Yep. They House tied of Houston. Yep. The two worst teams in their division before the season started. Haven't played a home game yet. Okay. Yeah, let's see him play a home game. They got some win. They got some winnable games to come. It so, will be interesting. I'm I'm way down on the Titans. On the other side, how about the Eagles? Sports betting darlings of the summer, second choice in the NFC right now. Coming out of the woodwork. Coming out of the woodwork of the Eagle fans now. They're everywhere. We told everybody in the summer. Their defense is good. And yeah. Kirk Cousins in primetime is going to see Darius Slay's image in his head for the next 10 years. Oh, man. That dude, he just ate him up last night. I mean, it's the other thing we'll be talking about on the shows is Kirk Cousins' record in primetime. I just got off wager talk with the guys. And, you know, they said, what do you think about this Kirk Cousins? And what, you know, in primetime? I said, what, what? It's coincidental. It keeps happening. It is what it is. It's not coincidental. I don't mean you can see it. It's hard to play football with two hands around your neck. When one, <laughs> you can't block. Okay. Okay. He got hit a lot. Two, Minnesota's defense didn't, it didn't impress me. Maybe Minnesota's just not as good as everybody thought they were going to yeah. be. Before Green Bay sucked in week one because Green Bay in week one sucks every year under LaFleur. And then they go and win 13 games. 
So we underestimated the Packers and we way overestimated the Vikings. Why in the world is it so hard for some teams to play on the road in the NFL? It's been hard for Minnesota under Cousins since he's been there. They don't, yeah. They've never been good on the road. But on the road in primetime is a double whammy they can't overcome. On the road, period, they're right. not good. Like, we just get to see it in primetime. But, like, Minnesota on the road under this regime, now it's a new coach, same yeah. quarterback, new wide receiver, same running back. I mean, whatever. Cook did nothing last night. Ooh. Nothing. Nothing. Stunning. I'm, I was stunned. I, I was like, okay, so they can't. I mean, C- Cousins is throwing to the wrong team. Stop throwing the ball. <laughs> Even the game His the throw was a pick runs. prop was minus 105. The no on him, Kirk Cousins throwing a pick was minus 120. They had minus 120, minus 108. Like they start to spread the gap a little bit. Yes. But I went on with Gabe and Cam, and I'm like, and they're like, oh, we hate betting that interception prop. I'm like, Kirk Cousins is throwing a pick tonight. I bet Tannehill throw a pick last night. He did. What was the price? Short, right? Short Mouse price. No, it was expensive. Match 130. That's not expensive. That no. that prop should be. You know they're going to throw a pick. Like in the book, I would make that thing minus 150 minimum so I could okay. get a bet on the other side. Let's need this minus, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, Tannehill to throw a prop in Buffalo on Monday night. They bring Jim Kelly back. That place. Did you see the opening at a Buffalo game? Oh, it was like goosebump material. But Bills are the best team in the league. It ain't close right now. Okay. Next question on that. Bills are the best team right now. Yeah. Will they be the best team in February? Is it, it's September 20th, Peter. Okay. I don't Just asking, know are, you, are, you, are you proclaiming that this team is going to win it all? They're going to win the what? AFC East. I yes. know that. Yes. Dolphins are going to have a say in it, but yes. Are the Patriots going to win more games than they lose? Yes. You still think they're going to be over 500? Yes. With the Bills and the Dolphins in the division? Yes. Talk they're to not me. going to challenge for the division. Talk to me about the weather, what the weather is going to be like in December. It's going to be Dolphins. cold. And the Dolphins Except are coming to Miami. To Fox- and the Dolphins are coming to, my, coming to Foxborough. Oh, they can't win that game? They can't. I'm not saying they can't. Don't think they what will. The Jets. You're not. You should totally even dismissing the Jets in this division. What about the Jets? They won. They beat the Browns. You know who the coach of the Patriots is, right? Still that guy. Jets ain't losing. To, the Patriots aren't losing to the Jets. <laughs> On the road, maybe. I mean, they look. They can go three and three in the division. Yeah, I can see it. The Bills are the best team. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just measuring it right now. They just they stay healthy. There's a Allen's growing every day, every game. He's just he's making less and less bad decisions, making more and more right decisions. Still nurse, still would worry about the coach, but the defense. Oof. Well, that's Man, the Titans, though. Yeah, that's the Titans. Uh, they're physical and fast, though. Like they eh. are getting to the ball. Yeah, there was nowhere for Derrick Henry to run yesterday. Okay, who else are going to give the ball to? That's about as obvious of a game plan as possible. I know, but they were they. I mean, so they, I mean, 
push the lines back. The defensive so line, much. I mean, Oliver and company, the the the, the guys, they, the the new guys on the D line, the D line has looked it looked good, incredible. But, but it's early. I'm not going to sit here and say that the, the Bills' defense is outstanding. It's it's good enough with that offense. Just hold teams under 24 points, and they're going to win a lot of games. They don't need to be shut down. Bills are going to score 30 points a game. I mean, it's just you just got to start every week. They 30 points. Try to score 40. They should, but to start with 30, I mean, they're going to score 30 every game and just kind of go from there. So it's, they, you know, if you're going to beat them, you're going to have to do what the Raiders did to the Chiefs a couple of years ago. Like if you're going to beat them, you got to beat them 40, 41, 40. Outscore them, right? Yeah, you just got to score more points yeah. than they do. You can, you're not going to win against the Bills a 20 to 17 football game. Patriots right. are going to try. I mean, that, that's the only way they can ever even closely that's, be, yeah. be in the game with Buffalo. They're going to try to win a game 2017, but I don't think they're going to be very successful in doing so. Well, the best offense you can have for that offense that can just zip, 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 score, five play drives, hard, fast, quick, is run the ball mm. and walk back to the huddle, take the play clock down the inside five seconds every time. Yep. You know, first down run, second down run, third down run, keep the clock moving. And instead of 10 or 12 possessions a game, they get, you know, right. seven and then or eight. You speed up Josh Allen and you make him throw a pick. Well, but he's done that in the past, but oh, man, yeah. he looks he's, damn good now. I mean, he threw two against the Rams. I mean, he's he can be picked off. Like, he's a dude that will throw interceptions. He will try to squeeze footballs into places he's not supposed to. And that's how you beat them. Like you beat them with turnovers and you beat yeah. them with slowing down, taking the air out of the ball and making it a boring football game. But if you go up tempo with them and you want to try to run with them, oh boy, you're going to have a problem. Yeah. I mean, the AFC is, this is, this is going to be fun. Mm. I think, you know, I mean, and we're all guilty of it. I mean, it used to be after week one. Now the reaction is definitely after week two. Mm-hmm. Like, all the shows, all the stuff, all the consumption. Like, everybody's going to talk about this stuff. Like, oh, this team's going to win a Super Bowl. This team, you're asking me on September 20th, is this team going to win a Super Bowl? We're all guilty of it. It's fun to Oh, no, I just about. want you to curse them. That's all. I want you to say yes, and that won't happen. No, are you, no we're not doing that. We're not. No, we're not. <laughs> I want to curse. That's all I want. No. I don't, care, the, who, I, I don't care who wins the Super Bowl. It's your boy Carl does anybody but anybody but Buffalo. Really? Yeah, anybody but Buffalo. I don't care who. I don't care who Man, wins. Buffalo deserves anybody it so but Buffalo. Much. That'd be great. They need I to win one. They never well, do. Yes, it's great. It's the ultimate Lucy with the football team. I love it. It is. It's not. I love I mean, it. They got to win one. This has got to be the year. Why? Can you imagine? Like, if all them people come to Arizona, like if Buffalo gets to the Super Bowl, it's going to change it. I kind of want them all to. coming. I want them to go there and then lose. That's not even nice. <laughs> That's what I want. I want them to go. There. I want you them to said go. the quiet part out loud is one of your expressions. <laughs> I, I want them to go to Arizona and lose because that would be more fun because we'll be there and I'll be able to look at Bill's fans and be like, mm. <laughs> again, oh what's so that's one, two, three, four, five. How many have you lost? How many of these games have you lost in your career? That would be five, right? Five. Oh, okay, five. Mm. Another one of you guys, as many championships as, as the Patriots have. You have six losses and we have six rings. <laughs> it's bizarre. It's the upside down. The, the Bills become the upside down version of the Patriots. <laughs> Man, that's 
bullshit right there. And that's you getting people riled up on no, a Tuesday. It's fine. You know, it's okay. Oh, Bill's, Bill's fans have God. become the new, the, like Casey, Kansas City fans used to be like this until they won. And then they got really more insufferable. Bill's fans, if they win, will be even more insufferable than ever before. It would just be absolute insanity. But like, like they Eagles have, fans? No, Eagles fans. I mean, Eagles fans are bad. I, 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 yeah. I mean, Eagles, I, I don't have a lot of experience with Eagle fans, though. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> my experience with Eagle fans is mostly just when they talk about the Philly special and it's like, okay, you got us. We got you. You got us. We're one and one in the Super Bowl. Like, so I, I don't really have a lot of like animosity towards Eagles fans. Like that's your right. quarterback you beat them the, and they beat you. Yeah. Like oh, their quarterback would love nothing in the game. Round three. That'd be great. It would be oh, fun. Man. Oh, I'd be all that would be great. But oh. you know, they lost a game because their quarterback couldn't hold his lunch. He was puking on the field. And then, you know, the Patriots, I will go to my deathbed saying that the, the 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 NFL changed the rules of what was a catch before the game. And it worked out beautifully for the Eagles. But as you remember, the rules changed on what it was a catch going into the game before the playoffs, they changed it and they really changed it before the Super Bowl. That was the year that was, that was the big controversial year of like, what was the catch and what wasn't the catch and everyone's pissed off about it. And then before the game, they changed the rules again, back of the end zone, touchdown running back, bobbled the football. They called it a touchdown. Wasn't touchdown. Philly special never should have mattered. I mean, if I could push a button to bring <laughs> kazoo in right now, <laughs> And say, are you hearing this? Because I need to know. I mean, the chat's rolling right now. Everybody's uh-huh. in there hearing this. It's true. It's not. What? Oh, what the hell are you talking true. about? Do you not remember that year where the Patriot going into the playoffs, the NFL clarified the rule as to what was a catch and what wasn't a catch as they went into the playoffs? Then in the Super Bowl, from what to what, counselor? Do you, you don't remember the art? You don't remember the the controversy about everyone wondering what was a catch and what wasn't. A catch? I'm still asking the same question today. Nothing has been resolved. Well, then it's a football it was, it was, move. It's a it was, roll. It's right. this. It was. It was, it was, it was they ground. took away it's that. It's all bullshit. Okay, just saying. They changed the rule going into the playoffs. They clarified what what was considered to be a catch and what wasn't a catch, and then they did it again before the Super Bowl. They just didn't tell anybody. <laughs> It's the truth. I, I will fully 100% go to my deathbed believing that that happened before the game as to what wasn't a catch and what was a catch. It's so what, was, what was the catch then? The, the I, I, I'll send you all the, it's it's boring to get into it. I'll no, send you all the, I'll send you everything. I'll send you all of it. I, I was, but go back and, and just realize what the NFL did that year during the, during the Super Bowl. It was insanity. This and it is helped why the, the Bills need to win it this year. Why? Just to shut all you Patriot people. Was it? Like, they'll have one. How is it going to shut me up with having six to one? I'm talking about shut us up. They just need to win. Well, I mean, that's just because the franchise is just cursed. What if they don't get home field? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, they're better off. Why? They're better off not having home field because they're built like a West Coast team. Yeah, but they're going to go to Kansas City and win. Well, they couldn't last year, but they almost did. I'm serious. I mean, playing in Buffalo is, is 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 actually a really bad thing for them. If it's snowing and windy, and cold, uh-uh. That's not how that team plays. The one thing that's that's true, they really can't run the ball. Very no, <laughs> they like still can't. Allen can run, and that's it. Like yeah, they it. between now and January, better figure out how to be up ten 
with five and a half minutes to go and run the ball and run the clock out. They've they spent, better all, they spent the all their money on skill position players, and they're really good. They just gave Dawson Knox a huge deal. <laughs> they don't have, you know, this incredible offensive line with three running backs. They're going to slam the rock down your throat like you'd expect a team from Buffalo to do. They play like they are in a dome. Buffalo should build a dome. Buffalo should not build a dome. They Indoor should. football in Buffalo would suck. It would, but their team would win a ton of games because of it. Their geographical location could come into play in a big way in January. I mean, I think they could take this show on the road. They just got to figure out how to run the ball. They can beat people on the road because if they go yes. to Miami, I- I'd rather go play in Miami. If I'm the Bills, AFC title game in Miami would be a dream. They'll do incredible things in co- you know, perfect, pristine conditions in January. You'd want to play south, play in Baltimore, play in Miami, play in Kansas City, even though, though it does get really cold and windy. Kansas in City is west. Yeah, so what's that? It's, I mean, it's south of Buffalo, but it's not the south. It's, it's just playing the summer. Yeah, it's warmer than Buffalo is. Buffalo is Canada. <laughs> it, it's Canada. It's what it is. Buffalo is Canada. It's Western New York. It's Canada. Buffalo is Canada. <laughs> you suck at geography. <laughs> what do you mean it's not got it? What are you talking about? I've been to Buffalo. So have I. And you can get to Toronto really easily. It's close. It's it's, it's really close. close. It's not Canada, though. People get Canada. Canada. Canada doesn't want to be associated with Buffalo. Don't well, start pissing problem. off our Canadian listeners. Well, I, I mean, if I'm Toronto, I wouldn't be wouldn't want to be associated with that part of the country either. So I'm I'm with them there. I I, I can concur with Toronto. They, they want to disown Buffalo. I disown Buffalo too. Hundred percent. I get that. Yes. You ever been to Ole in New York? You you want to go to the bumhole America? Go to Ole in New York. Uh, have you have you been there? Ole in New York is literally the worst. How does St. Bonaventure recruit anybody, anybody to go to school there? It is the single worst. Like it is absolutely the, the worst place I have ever gone to for college. I got on that campus now. I was like looking at the kids. I was like, you picked to go here? What do you mean you picked to go here? You actually like, you were went like, to oh, oh my God, my school is a Taj Mahal compared to that place. Oh my gosh. My, my school is like a hopping metropolitan area compared to only in New York. Oh my God. Oh, that is a horrific part of the country, man. No, uh, uh-uh. at least you can go to Toronto and from only, and you can go over there. At least you can go to get some culture going and, and go to Toronto. <laughs> Buffalo, not a fan. Not a fan at all. Not a fan. And I, have you ever been to, to, to the Niagara Falls? Yes. You know, do you like it? Did you like it? I mean, I, I don't need to go back ever. <laughs> right? <laughs> ever. Right. Exactly. I saw it and I'm good. Like, yeah, it's like, I, it's it, it ain't on like, a list of places that I feel like I should take my wife and kids ever. Right. When I went to the Grand Canyon, I was like, okay, if I was camping and I like took something down to the base, the bottom of it, and like, all right. But like, you go to it, you look at it, you're like, damn, that's cool. Okay, let's go. <laughs> it's like the same thing. 10 minutes. The, yeah, it's the same thing with Niagara Falls. 10 it's minutes. Like, oh, it's a lot of water. Oh, that's a lot of mist. That's pretty loud. All right, let's go home. That's <laughs> it. What do you do next? <laughs> What's for home. lunch? And there's nothing else. That's it. Let's go home. And I went there in college when we still we didn't have digital photos, really. So all my pictures are, I don't know where my pictures are from being, you know, 
they make you wear that stupid poncho thing that you know you you, you went on the the mist the no but like we were, it was we wore the ponchos oh. when we were walking around oh it was, yeah it was yeah. all coming over and everyone was getting soaking wet so you wear right. the, the ponchos to stay dry yeah. and whatever like so I don't know where the pictures are <laughs> pictures oh. are so pictures are somewhere else <laughs> all right back to my class I talked to my class about this and I want to get your take on this okay the police in Las Vegas are investigating. Yeah. What happened to Kyler Murray at the end of the game where he went into the stands? There's video, and it's pretty clear that somebody's hand reaches out and grazes Kyler Murray's face. This is not a a police incident. I'm actually kind of annoyed that the police are actually looking into this. Kyler Murray's reaction to this, I thought, made it way worse. He went into the crowd. Now, by the letter of the law, on your ticket, you are not able to go onto the playing surface. But if a player comes into your domain, sort of open season. Murray goes into the stands. Looks like a fan tries to give him a high five and misses. Yeah. And grazes his face. Is this really something that the police should be looking at? You want? To, I don't know what answer you want, counselor. But yes no, no, yes no. no. <laughs> this is Murray's fault. Don't go in the damn stands, dude. Don't go in the black hole. He went into the black hole. Like, what are you first, doing? First of all, like it should stop. It was fun when he did the Lambo leap, and they went right to the same spot. The same mm-hmm. guys or whatever handed him. There's no place for the players to go near the stands. You see what goes on in the stands in a lot of these games? Like, it's getting... He's lucky it wasn't worse. Yes. Well, it's, I mean, it's just getting to the point where you have to wonder... Um, you have to wonder the way people go to games anymore. It's starting to get a little bit like... I don't want to take the kids nowhere. You know? I, I just don't. It's just a different type of vibe. Right next to the field emotional thing you find a couple people that are wearing cardinal stuff okay you're high five and it was his, i think it was he carly murray knew the guy he was running over to see okay it was, was his friend he went over right. there and dabbed him up right and as and as he was turning around fans started to like hit his shoulder pads and yeah. like give him high fives yeah. and it's once and then one fan that was behind two rows behind went yeah. over a guy trying to do the same thing right and unfortunately contacted kyler's face right kyler spun around and went at the guy like the guy intentionally tried to hit him, which I'm guessing Murray, the police are investigating this because somebody from either the Cardinals or Kyler Murray want the police to be investigating this. Right. This is a nothing burger. Correct. Yeah. I was surprised it even made a rundown to be perfectly honest, but I I, I brought it up because I asked my students how, what, what they thought of it. And I thought that they had a pretty interesting reaction to it because even the kids thought it was nothing. It's it yeah, is, right. but I think everything is nothing now. But when the lawyers get a hold of it and make it something, then you have to make it whatever it is to make sure that the next person knows it's nothing, right? We're always setting precedent in these situations. Interesting. So they have to do this, go through the procedure, because if they dismiss it, then it's you know you're you're being biased, you're being this, you're being that, you you, you know. If it was Tom Brady, it would have been different. No, it has nothing to do with who it was, where it was, when it was. 
Does it matter that Kyler's a procedure? Does it matter that Kyler's a Smurf? (laughs) Does it matter that he's really little? They have to protect him. (laughs) Does, Does that matter? I mean, you wouldn't call him a Smurf if you saw him in person. I might. You gotta I watch it. Depends. You're saying that you would not call Kyler Murray a Smurf. I out, I outweigh him. I mean, I weigh more than he does. <laughs> I mean, you know, his legs are bigger than me. His he he could kick me probably, but I mean, you couldn't catch Kyler Murray on your oh, best trip. No, my I couldn't catch him if you gave me a rocket pack. I mean, the, the, the Raiders could catch, catch him, him in one of them fancy ass cars that you get every <laughs> yeah. week. The Raiders couldn't even catch him. The they guys running four four forties couldn't catch him for like twenty five seconds. They couldn't catch him on a damn scramble, roll around this and that. That was insane. <laughs> I heard the funniest line about this: Kyler Murray runs the football like your toddler when he steals your phone. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I mean, they nailed it with that. That's actually, they nailed it. I, I like, right? I was like, that's the funniest thing I've heard yeah. in a really long yeah. time. Our guys from the Sports Gambling Podcast said it years ago. They, he ran like a gymnast. Like he, he does. He ran like a gymnast doing a floor routine or something, like running and stopping and running and stopping. Like, hmm. it's pretty impressive. Um, but this whole thing, yeah, nothing burger, I don't even think does it justice. It's It's less than that. It's, Guy was trying to hit him on a shoulder pad. You ever hit somebody on a shoulder pad? It's fun. It makes yeah. a noise. And it's an NFL player, and you get to touch him. You get close. What do you think is going to happen? Everybody's right. going to sit back and go, hey. Look right. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, there. by the way, you can dab him up. Like, what do you mean? What the hell? I don't know. This is all Murray's fault. Like, just don't go in the stance. How about that? Don't, don't go in the stance. Ever. Don't go in the stance. Um, one more NFL story, which is because I just like making fun of Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, Cap. Captain Obvious is 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 at it again. Oh boy. <laughs> Captain Obvious after Denver's pathetic performance against the Texans where they barely beat the Texans and they couldn't convert third downs. He's deciding to come on out and start saying, "You know, we need to make better decisions." <laughs> yeah, thank I, I need to do better making decisions according to Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. Learning on the job. This yeah. is the second week in a row, Dave. Yeah. After the first week, he said, yeah. you know, maybe I should have gone for it. Yeah, going for it was the right call. He After right. week two, I need to do better at making decisions. This right is again. Not- this is not what you want your head coach after his first two games of being a head coach. You don't want this guy going out publicly and saying this. You liked it after week one. Do you like it after week two? Oh, he's not my coach. <laughs> so, So I like it. I do. He's having like a therapy session. His, his press conferences after every time is a therapy session. You put the shit out there and you tell everybody, they, what are they going to say? He didn't know? No. Are they going to say, you know, he wasn't listed? No. He's, he's trying to get better. I mean, it's two weeks. They're split. They're one and one. feels like the whole league is one and one, mm-hmm. except for a few teams. Okay, that's fine. I, I, I'm not ready to make judgments that like, oh, this guy's not qualified to do the job. Like today. But you're tightening the, the leash a little bit here, right? Like you're starting to just go, okay. Um, and winning in sports it, hides all this shit. It really does feel like a guy who got to ride Aaron Rodgers' coattails long enough to get a head coaching gig. Really feels like that's this, that's what this yeah. is. And people accuse Josh McDaniels of the same thing. Hey, everyone thought you were great because you had Tom Brady. 
you were all excited about Josh McDaniel before this two weeks. And I do. Second time being head coach. It's not his first time being head coach. So I do think I had more I had higher expectations for Josh this time around. I mean, Josh did win a playoff game with Tim Tebow, for goodness sakes. Against? Low blow. <laughs> Fucking low blow. <laughs> the Tebow game is one that still hurts. It still hurts. Uh, it's still, I well, can't believe You lost to Tim lost Tebow and Josh McDaniels, by the way. Just FYI on that. Yeah. I yeah. swear the Steelers are supposed to win that game. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. yeah, they were supposed to win that game. Paul Amalo came up. You actually, you, you, you got to find that audio. You had Tebow come on the show. I sent you a text that said, ask him about the play that he called. I with did. The, with the t- and he did. And he described it like it was yesterday. He did. I remember like it was yesterday. I had people coming up to my window. Dave from Pittsburgh, cash my ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Doing the Tebow thing. I was like, I got to go. They're like your shift ends after the game goes to halftime. I'm like, it ends now. I can't deal with these people. I was like the I was the biggest non-religious fan of Tebow ever. I didn't, I I, I my love of Tebow had nothing to do with religion at all. But I I just loved the dude. I loved what he stood for. I I love I, lo- I still love I still love what he stands for. I still I've always been a huge I, supporter of Tebow. I'm impressed with his ability to just be him. Yep. And the haters come at him and he smiles and just does another, you know, whatever. Uses the religion for what it is, which a little is bit fine. too much, but fine. Yeah. He believes it, but he yeah. pushes it a little too much. And again, you know, since the stroke, I got kind of back in touch with the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not an overly religious person, but always believed in God. So that's fine too. Mm-hmm. I always rooted for him in Florida because everybody was rooting against him. I rooted for him to be good in the NFL, even mm-hmm. when he went to the Patriots and knew it wasn't going to work. I thought it would work. I you really thought it did. would work with the Patriots. I, I thought I used to say such a bad I, fit. I said it forever. If anybody could figure out how to use Tim Tebow, no. but it was going to be Belichick. But then he came out and said, I'm a quarterback. And I went, oh, no. Like, yeah. I thought he'd be an H back. I thought he'd be a Swiss Army knife. I thought he'd be a running back, tight end, quarterback. I thought he'd be, frankly, I, I thought he would be um, the uh, the dude in, in, in New Orleans. Um, Taysom Hill? Taysom Hill. That's what I thought he would be. I thought Tim Tebow would be Taysom Hill, and he's not. He wasn't. He refused. To. He didn't want to be. He didn't for whatever reason. The Patriots Why would you want to be? Because you have a chance. Because Tebow's a football player, not a quarterback. I mean, fair. Why did he try to play baseball? I never understood that. I mean, he made Triple A. He had a head start. Okay, it's still pretty good. He made Triple A. I mean, why? Because the Mets sold a ton of gear off of him. I don't know why <laughs> the Mets the Mets marketed the shit out of him, made a lot of money off of him. That's why I mean, that, was, that was, you know, it was just a, it was a, it was a, you know, money play, but you know, he, he, he I mean, he hit like two ten, didn't he? he hit like two twenty at triple A. If he wasn't Tim Tebow, he never would have got out of single way. If he started in single, yeah. he started in double way. They left yep. him around long enough. He was moving to merch. They moved him up. It's just, I give him credit for trying different things. It's just business sports results matter. Like you have to be able to perform and do the job. Could you imagine if he had made the big league even for a call up though? Mets wanted to do it. They're just hoping he would hit 250 and then they could call him up. Yeah, it just had to be somewhat justified. Yeah, it couldn't be just a total a marketing stunt. play. Yeah, they had to do something that he justify he could come up when you call up the teams in September. Call up the you know the rosters expand. They never did it, but it would have been interesting if they did. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of the Mets. Mad Max 
perfect game. They yanked him. First start. First start after complete. Oh. After the day at the DL, though, 68 pitches has a perfect game. Yeah. <laughs> and then took and him Buck out. Buck pulls him. Had to do it. So I have in the game under seven and a half. Oh. Six and a half. Oh. And five and a half. And All we're gone. cruising right along. Mm. And then you get the three run homer for the Mets. Okay. It's three nothing, four nothing. The numbers goes. As it was going down, I was betting it goes back up to the original number six and a half, sits there for a while. I'm on with Morency and Cam, and then I'm on with uh, Wetzel and Ranieri. And the number gets to five nothing, eight and a half. I'm like, Uh it's staying under eight and a half. It has to. So I bet it one more time. I said eight and a half is the top. That's perfect. Max is pitching a perfect game. No problem. We're good. Boom, boom, boom. The game finishes 7-2, which adds up to 9. Over it all. (laughs) Over everything. I had one bet. I was trying to middle it, so I had over 5.5. Okay. So it wasn't all completely lost, but But. we were talking about it, and I'll throw it back to you. Is this one of those, like – we got to protect Max. I had no problem pulling him. Not even a question. It's a perfect game. I don't care. Doesn't That doesn't matter to me. Not first start after. If this was the first start of the year, it matters. If this was a start in July, it matters. Your first start after the DL stint he just had in September, get out of here. He you, pitched nah, in the minors. Much, no, you got much bigger. He, it's a different world. You know that. Pitching it's in the a major perfect league. game. They took. Uh, Kershaw out of a perfect game. Yep. And I was angry about that because of when it happened. Kershaw mean? was fine. He wasn't coming off the DL. It was the middle of the summer. That was his first start. At the DL? Off the no, DL? His first or? start of the season. Oh, then, yeah. I was mad about that, too. Yeah, you, should, you have to let him go. Absolutely. I My anger comes to the – it's September, and the playoffs start in three weeks. No way. Not not playing around with with Max Scherzer. First start off the DL. Throw he, one he was more longer. inning to see what? if he keeps the perfect game going. Well, then it makes it even worse. And we'll, okay, now what? He's at 85 pitches, perfect game. What are you doing? Now at 85 pitches, you can justify. I got to take him out. 80 is the he, number. 70 was the number. He threw 68. They, they had him going to go for 70 pitches. Hey, Max, you're going 70 pitches tonight. He threw 68. You perfect game. Okay, you're done. Man, pitchers pitch like that. Don't no. I, know. I don't know. I I I don't. Have, okay I do it. have a problem with him taking him out at that spot. But I mean, I'm not in the dugout. I don't know. Mets are trying to win the World Series. Mets aren't trying to have a perfect game on their record. That's great. It's a once in a lifetime thing. I get it. It's huge. But Max wants a ring more than he wants a perfect game. He's thrown no hitters before. Like perfect games, perfect games. But nah, has Max Scherzer thrown a no hitter before? I thought Max Scherzer has thrown a no hitter. He hasn't a perfect game before, but. Uh, definitely hasn't not thrown a perfect game. There's only been 27 of those. 2015. No hitter. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, he threw his first no hitter on June. Uh, second no hitter. It was June 15th. Yeah, he threw it on, okay. on June 20th of 2015. He's thrown nice. two. He's thrown two no hitters. He's thrown two no hitters. Yep. He threw... Uh, that's awesome. 
Yeah, he's thrown, he's thrown two no-hitters. Okay, so then it doesn't mean nearly as much then. But he has not thrown a perfect game. No. But he has thrown two no-hitters. Yeah, perfect games I, are literally like... They're unicorns. Comet. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're, they're it's insane. Like, never happens. But don't care. I'm not going to... I'm not pushing it. On okay. Uh, Mets are back in the postseason. Congrats to the Mets. They're in. Where they're going to be in, we'll see. But they're in. So Mets clinch it. The Astros clinched the West last night. Uh-huh. Are they your favorites to win the pennant? Uh-huh. Over the Yankees. Yes. You? How big of a yeah, they're a big favorite over me over the Yankees. Well, I mean, they're the odds on favorite. I I mm-hmm. depends the road. Um Houston just they always beat Seattle, but if they play Seattle, it's gonna be a battle. I would love to see the Mariners knock them out. I would love to see the Mariners in the World Series. Yeah. Love it. Don't think it's happening. Verlander coming back and looking as good as he has. It's like, uh-oh. Yeah. I would like I would like Seattle to, if they're going to take out somebody in American League, I'd like to see them take out the Yankees first. Really? In that matchup and let Houston beat Cleveland or whomever they're going to play. Right. Toronto, whatever it is. Yeah. And then... Do you know how confused people are going to be at the bracket for these playoffs? They're going to be so confused. They're going to look at this. Wait, wait. yeah, we've never had three wild cards and two buys. Like it's well, the buys are the buys. Like the forget about them the first round. So you get the you know the one division winner right plays the lowest wild card, and the two other wild cards play. But there's no travel. It's a three game set. And there's two teams. There's two teams that get buys in each division. That's weird. Yeah, like, you just uh, throw them away, and then but that's still the bracket. The You're like, wait, round. who are they playing? So, so the two teams, the two plays the winner of who, and the one yeah. plays the winner of who, and where are they playing exactly? Because mm-hmm. are they traveling? No, it's three games, no travel. Oh, okay. When does it start? Oh, how long? How well, long does it? Does it? Um, teams resting. No, cool. do they reseed? They don't, right? I don't know. <laughs> it's September 20th. That's my, that's and my point. I don't know. People are going to be so confused by the bracket this year. If the what? bottom team wins, if the bottom wild card wins against play the, the one division seat. winner, they, they should, should play, play the one, the one seed. seed. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Or well, but, or because of how it's structured, they could play the two seed. If the well, no, if the, the bottom division, if the bottom wild card wins, they should play the number one seed. They They're should. the worst team in, they should play the number one seed. Now you're making me look this up. You know? And then the other two play. And it's like if the top division winner goes, so they should play the two seed no matter what. Okay, so here, here's how it is. Yes. Here's the format. Yes. You have... AL one and two yeah. move on. They play the winner of three six, regardless. So there is no reseeding. The number six AL team can play the number two. Wow. Yeah, no reseeding. So the six, the six okay. seed plays the two, the four five plays the one. Wow. So the, the thought there is that the two. Play the three. The one plays the four. That's the thought, right? But if you, if no, you I know that, the thought. But if the six seed wins, if the bottom team wins, they get two the seed two gets seed. an easier path. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That two seed may have an easier, have an easier bullshit, but 
That's what I mean. People are going to be confused by the bracket. They're going to be like, I'm not confused. That's that's just bullshit. The bottom seed (laughs) should play the top seed. If the bottom seed wins, change the travel plans. Get the plane tickets and go the other way. I mean, it's you you get the number one seed and you got to play the better team. That's 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 it makes sense, but it is what it is. Um, Well, that will drastically affect the odds. I can tell you that right now. Once these things are set. Interesting. You start to do the path. You go, this team just can't beat this team. Mm-hmm. Move it up. Slide the other ones down. That's a lot of that's a lot of fun, actually. There you go. So we'll watch that as we get closer. Dodgers won again on the run line last night. They've clinched home field in the NLDS, so they will be at, at home. <sighs> How many wins do they wind up with? Uh, they asked me this last night on a thing. I said 108. That's so, it, right? 108, 109. Yeah. One ten's enough, right? I don't I think, think they. they I think they get to one ten. I do. Yeah, I said one hundred eight or one hundred nine. But they're they're sitting here. Right win hundred. I mean, how many games left? They get, can they, they win them all? They're one hundred two and forty four at the moment. One hundred two, forty four. That's one forty six. So they got yes. twenty games left. No, right? Ten no. and six. Sorry. Sixteen. Sixteen. Sorry, yeah. So sixteen games left. So, so they can eight win and eight, and they so win one ten. Yeah. You know, 500 to win 110 games. It's ridiculous. Right. And they've won four games in a row, and they've won uh, eight of their last nine, and they've won uh, uh, 11 of their last 14. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's just like after they clinch, they just keep on winning. Kershaw money line last night, 5-2 win. Just win. It's incredible. Nelly Buckets. This is music to his ears. He's watching the show right now. I know he's happy. His Dodgers win every day. Little Buckets, his kid. Full-on Dodger fan. Spoiled. All they do is win. Are they going to win a World Series? I mean, we just put them in. That's it. All they do is win, but all they do is choke in the playoffs. So that one championship they won I is an asterisk to me. Because it was... No travel COVID year. The bubble. Yeah. Yeah, they won it playing all the games in Texas. Lakers, asterisk. Oh. (laughs) That was weird. That bubble, that was was strange. It's the same thing. The bubble is the same same thing with the Dodgers. Dodgers play on a neutral field with no travel. The hell is that? It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of weak. Complete baloney, and it wasn't. It wasn't even a full season. It was a half a season. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't play a whole season. We're giving them championship cred because they played half the year. You know how many teams are great at the All Star break and then suck in the second half of the year? Yeah. Baseball is a war of attrition, and all of a sudden the Dodgers just get to forget about that. Oh yeah, by the way, no travel. Don't worry about that. You're all going to sleep in the same bed every night. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> not not giving you props for that. Laker fans, Dodger fans, not giving your props or either All of either, you. E- either title. Sorry. Ow. Nope. I'll look on the next. However, I'm 45. The next 50 years of my life, I will say the 2020 championships are garbage. Oh, my. Okay. Asterisk them all. Damn, son. Ashby versus Carrasco today. Yeah. Brewers, Mets. Here we go. There we Mets go. Favored. Mets right. and Braves. How'd that work out yesterday? Uh, Braves won easily, seven to two. Oh, sorry, the Mets won. Sorry, Mets won easily, and the Braves won easily too. 
Mets and Braves both won. Win easily. Um, we said take the plus yesterday. I meant it because the Mets were the plus, and wow. now the Mets are Mets are small minus. I still like the Mets. I like the Mets, and I can't help it. Minus one fourteen, one fifteen. Let's look at these numbers. See, this is fun. I know what the guys in the books are doing. They're just trying to be a penny off just to see who's paying attention. Mm-hmm. Like Lindy just went to 114 at WinBet. Circus at 114. South Point 115. Westgate 116. And DraftKings is and William Hill minus 120. Everybody wants to be different. Sometimes. Fandle's 122. The price is what it is. It's 122? No, 120 as well. Oh, oh, oh. I was going to say. Trying to get you that brewer money. <laughs> I don't want the brewers. You want the brewers today? No, not with Carrasco on the mound. He's been. I like Carrasco. Yeah. All right. So, is Braves Nationals a GPP play for you? It is Patrick Corbin day? <laughs> Charlie Morton is minus three. Fitty. Should be minus eight hundred. Minus three fifty. On uh, Morton. Ain't high enough. What was the Corbin, final yesterday to break? Corbin's been good. I know he has. Under. Corbin's pitched well last four games. Under. Really well. Under. Under. You're taking an under in a Patrick Corbin game. My. He's been good. Gracious. He's been that is good. a white knuckle bet right there. Oh, it doesn't It doesn't feel good. It definitely gives oh, you pain. Boy, that is a white knuckle affair. 5-2 yesterday, Braves. They went on the run line and the game stays under. Same thing happened today. What do you think? I think the Nats win the game. You're, you're picking Corbin. I, I think that I think I'm going against the world. Every you're single picking I'm Corbin. I'm not betting. You no, know we're I'm recording picking. this. This is yes, on I'm television. Not, I'm not betting it. Be I'm, I'm not betting it. I'm, I'm picking it. I'm picking. You're, you're picking plus two eighty on the Nationals with Corbin because the Charlie world the, the world is on run line Braves today. People, if you're watching the show live, whatever form you're on, go on the YouTube channel, hit the like button, hit subscribe, something. But my goodness, you can't like that pick. You cannot like that hey, pick. As SoCal DJ pointed out, if you bet plus 275 dogs all year long, you are rolling in the money. This is plus 275. It is. You are yeah. way up. You are. Yeah, it is. Wow. Okay. That one's for you. Excuse me. That one's for you. I don't want anything to do with that. (laughs) Well, these two topics are for you because I know you want to talk hockey at some point. So we get two quick. Oh, my. Yeah. All right. Just because it's interesting. Yep. Patrick Subban will be, in my opinion, longly associated with the Montreal Canadiens, no matter where he played. PK Subban. He will always be sorry, PK. Sorry, no, I'm sorry. Sorry, PK. PK Subban. PK will always be associated with the Canadians to me. Char will always be a Bruin. Always. And they both retire on the same day. Coincidence? I don't know. Much different age. Char is much older. Right. Than, than PK is. PK is going to be on. Got a lot of things going now, on. Huh? Yeah, he's got a lot of broadcasting stuff going on. PK's, you yeah. know. Is he still dating Lindsey Vaughn? I don't think so. Okay. But I know they were an item for a long time, but he's got a lot of 
doesn't really things. seem like a long term plan with her. I'm just saying. With her? No. Yeah, she. Uh huh. Tiger. Just PK. Get it. Get in there. Get in the system, and then out. Like with her. Like it's just a kind of a quick thing. So I don't think PK still got a riot girl for a long time. A what? Riot girl. Riot. Mm-hmm. Go in there, have some fun, and get out. Oh, oh. Yeah, she gets a title shot and then just changes weight <laughs> class. You know what I'm saying? She's yep. just like, I'm done with you. I'm going to yeah. go this way. I'm out. Yeah. Um, or vice versa. I don't know who gives who to papers, but go on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's cool that, you know, for a lot of people, especially when they stay on one team, like hockey guys, you get attached it's fun to watch them play and see them all the time. And especially when they get the ring and they have sure. the success. Yeah. I mean, he got the Stanley cup. He was the captain of the Bruins for a long PK time. never won the cup, right? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. No. Um, man, Charles slap shot was something else, man. We got to change. He was physical as hell too. He was so big. Six, seven. He was a monster on skates. He's like <laughs> seven skate. foot tall. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Crazy. Saw him in person one time, and I was like, this is the tallest human being I've ever seen on skates in my life, and probably was. But, yes, hockey season is right around the corner, but a stalwart like Chara will not be playing. It's fine. It's father time, man. It catches everybody. Went to the Rangers last year, right? He was on the Rangers? Capitals. Capitals, sorry. Yeah, that was odd. I mean, that was, you know, but he's a dude that – he, he signed a one-day contract with the Bruins. His number will get retired one day in Boston. I mean, he's he was a legend, and he wanted to keep playing, and the Bruins just didn't <laughs> want to pay him. So, you know. But Jimmy Jack with four Ks said that you just go along for the ride with Vaughn. Just go along for the ride down the mountain. Yeah. So. Yeah. One run down the Black Diamond Trail. <laughs> don't go back up. <laughs> don't That's get the it. ride back up. <laughs> you don't get the ski lift back up Take again. You, just... you unclip the skis and you're done. <laughs> That's you're it. done. You're out. Uh, all right. PK my first... Subban got there with Nashville. Never won the Stanley uh, Cup. Thank you. He played for Jordan it. Jordan Goroff, the trumpet okay. guy, chiming in with the hockey take. Thank you, sir. Played for it. Avs are the clear favorite to win the Cup. As they should be. Really? This big of a favor? Well, I mean, they're plus 450. Everyone else is 10 to 1 or higher. Who's the second best team? I mean, according to the odds, it's Toronto and Carolina. But you could get arguments from six different cities. You could get six different arguments right now for the second best team. Right. So how do you do it in the book to separate them? Make the one the super favorite. Okay. Mix in the rest and try to figure out where to go. That's how you do it before the season. It's really, I got the best education I could have possibly gotten from T. Foss, Tom Foster, who's still doing it now in one of the books, on how to move the hockey futures. Oh. And he basically, by watching him do it, I was able to do it with every future. Now, the problem with Tom is that he's a, um, Savant. He's a crazy goalie trapped oh. in his mind. Like he was a goalie <laughs> growing up and right. he's nuts. So we used to sit and watch the hockey. It was so much fun and so much joy, but he thinks differently. 
mm-hmm. but he's so consumed with the hockey that he could never really or wanted to do it with other sports. I like other sports. I'm able to say I love hockey and I'm, I'm a hockey player. First and foremost, it's the first sport I ever played. But I like other sports. So I could kind of take this future thing and transfer it. He would move. You know how many times like we would go into the season and like it was two or three teams were favored. Whether it was the Bruins. They were the Penguins. The Blackhawks had a nice little run where they were the top, one of the top favorites. The Kings were winning Stanley Cups. So it was there was a few teams, but there was always multiple. Mm-hmm. This year, you can't pick the second best team. You can't. Is it the Knights? Is it the Lightning? Is it the Maple Leafs? Um, it's not the Penguins. I mean, is it the Rangers? There's a lot of people are talking about the Rangers being a team. Like, there's a bunch. So we have to figure out the market. Put the Avs up. Put everybody else underneath. Figure. I out. like that Vegas has no buzz. I like it. They didn't make they'll, the playoffs last year. I know. I like it. I think they'll be. They'll have a better year because of it. No they more got no goalie right now. I think they'll figure that out. Trade something will happen. <sighs> okay, they'll do something to, to fix that. But right. goalies are hard to find, but they're available when teams are bad or what. Someone named Addison in our chat just came yep. in and said Sabers are plus six hundred to make the playoffs. I might take it. Wow. That's a Sabres fan right there. The kids are going to play that well? Wow. That's strong. That's a young team right there. <laughs> it's a bunch of babies Man. making the postseason. Oof. It's right. just Buffalo fever. We started the show talking That's about right. the Bills and all this other stuff. Now that people are going to start saying the Sabres are good. <laughs> good luck with that. All right. Slow time down, for that. Time now for the Omaha Steaks hot, Searing Hot Take of the Day. This is going in line with your outfit of the day, but first and foremost. I didn't even know. From tailgate parties to busy weekends, the flavor experts at Omaha Steaks are making it really easy for you guys right now. They have a very special, special deal on all their perfectly aged steaks and burgers and comfort meals right now, 50% off site-wide. It's the semi-annual sale at Omaha Steaks. It happens only twice a year on right now, 50% off all your favorites. And when you use the promo code BVB, when you check out now, so not when you go to the site, when you actually go to checkout, so it's a different system now, but they, they give you an additional $30 off using the promo code BVB, omahasteaks.com. Stock up when you go to checkout, get ready for the fall, get ready for the tailgating, promo code BVB to score an extra $30 off the entire order. 50% off, 30 bucks off that order. OmahaStakes.com, B-V-B. Pretty good deal. So your team gets all the publicity today. Eli Manning puts on the wig and the face mask. Damn right. And goes as Chad Powers yep. to walk on. That's not Brad Powers, who we can no. have on the show at some point. Vegas Chad Powers. Guy. Chad with a C. He's wearing the number 200. Did you watch this video yet? I have not. You need to see this. Eli's funny. I hate to admit it. Eli's he's very funny. funny. He's funny. And he's really funny with talking to the kids. He's really the, the jokes he's making. And the thing that I found odd when you watch the video and it's everywhere to so go watch Eli Manning undercover walking on at Penn State. I don't know if James Franklin was aware of it or not, 
but like he seemed to kind of laugh, like he kind of was aware of it, but the kids had no idea. They, they had no clue what it was. Right. Nobody commented that this guy was spinning the football like really, really well. Like right. nobody was like overly blown away by Eli Minnings. I don't know if he's lost a lot from his fastball off his arm or what, but I kept on waiting for the kids to go like, wait, this guy, who is this guy? how are you throwing the ball like this? Like he was making jokes about leaving. He's like, I indented your chest with that ball. Right. And the kids were like, <laughs> like, what are you talking about, man? Like, looked at him, looked at him crooked. Like, who is this dude? I, I have to admit Eli Manning's pretty funny. He's pretty good. Um, Peyton, Peyton gets a lot of the, a lot of the accolades for being funny. Eli's pretty funny too. Yeah. I, I mean, that's good. I, 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 I can't comment cause I haven't seen the video. You need to watch it. It's it's really I, I Penn State's everywhere. Penn State's the viral video of of, of the day today with, with uh, everywhere with Eli Manning being your being your guy. All right, uh, props.com story of the day. Back to Spencer Limbach's nerfies. We have not talked about one of these in a while. Spencer on the year is fifteen. What happened to the twins? Spencer was always in in the show watching the show. I figured Minnesota guy, he'd hang out. Chat, you know chime in about the Vikings being a Super Bowl favorite and they're going to win. And what happened to that? What Whoops. happened to that? All these Midwest guys, they like to come in and talk and chirp and you give them publicity and recognition. Spencer's doing a show with you on Sundays. Yeah. Well, we ain't coming in representing the team no more. Where's he at? Wild season's coming up. Because they're Wild under 500. Like I told you, the Twins were going to fall apart and the Twins fell apart. <laughs> That's what happened. The twins fell apart is right. Damn they it. just, you know, they just went... Boom. <laughs> and that's it. Uh, okay. Nerfy for today, 51 and 38 on the year for Spence uh, up a unit, 1.87 units. Okay. Tigers at like Orioles. 51 and 38. And he's only up one unit. 1.87 units. That's your unfortunate juice. book math. What you guys do with your juice. Juice will kill you. <laughs> you lay that minus 130 a lot and you lose. It crushes you. <laughs> Sucks so hard. Yeah. Yep, it sucks. You know, it's it's hard to get people over the top. How on you it. want to be a professional better? It ain't easy. It's, just, nope. it's, it's a grind. So, Sonny Gray, by the way, yesterday he was twenty-one and two on the year okay. for Nerfies. You know the, what happened? No runs. Twenty-one, no runs, no runs two runs. Twenty-one and two, the record. Of course, he gives up a run yesterday. So. Kills oh, that bet, unfortunately. So now we're going with bad offenses. Tigers at Orioles. Austin okay. Voth against Joey Wentz. Wentz's last three starts, 14 and two-thirds innings, seven hits, two earned runs. Voth's last six starts, 26 innings pitched, six earned runs so far. Detroit ranks 28th in Nerfies, or in mm-hmm. run scores, in, in, in Yerfies, excuse me. And Baltimore is 27th in Yerfies. Oriole Park, 20th for runs and 25th for home runs in major league baseball. It's expensive. It's minus 122. Nerfy Tigers at Orioles. Do you like it? I'm scared. What's the price? Minus 122. It's not too bad. I have a bet on this game as well. Okay. I feel like we're flipping a coin. I don't like it one way or the other, like strong. If I have to bet it, again, we'll call it back into a corner. I'm done using the gun to my head expression. I don't like it. So I'll say back into a corner. 
I think I would bet that the run would be scored. Take, Take the, the plus money. Yeah, I think so. I don't want to lay that juice. Spence is 51 and 38. He's only up 1.8 units. It's brutal. Fair. Uh, props.com prop bet of the day. We are going <laughs> to 100% reading something. You weren't even listening to what I said. Yes, I was. I was waiting for you to say yes or no, whether you liked it or not. You said it was a coin flip. You said, Spence, you'd rather be on the plus. Rather be on the- I was listening to you. I just, I don't have an opinion on that at all. I don't. That's nerfies are tough for me. I mean, they're fun uh, to I, bet. I mean, they're hard. Nerfies, I bet nerfies when I'm with my friends in a book, drinking, hanging out, and just want to bet a bunch of games. Right. Like that that to me is when I want to bet nerfies or yearfies. Right. Like bet six games. It's like an NCAA tournament thing. You have five games, all day games going on, night games, whatever. You yeah. just fire, you know, 20 bucks in all of them. And you're like, okay, let's go watch it. Like that's more fun to me. It's it's like a pacing thing. If I bet a real money, like a one unit bet on a Yurfi or a Nerfy, is I can't even watch the six outs. You just pace and just come back and say, did I win or not? Like, it's not fun. Like, I don't find that to be enjoyable. That's just a very antagonizing sweat. <laughs> not good. Uh, Prop.com, prop bet of the day. I'm not loud again. You're doing it. <laughs> what it is. I'm saying it's not fun. Carlos Carrasco over four and a half Ks at minus 120 for the Mets here. He's gone five or more and eight of 11. Hold on. Before you read the statistics, how does this not win? I don't know. Just bet prep's got the projection for props.com at 5.1 Ks today. Seven of 11 on the the road, averaging five per. Carrasco has not faced the Brewers yet this year, but the Brewers in the month of September have a K rate of 25.7%, which lands them in the top 10 K rates in baseball against right-handed pitching. Over the last three games, the Brewers have averaged 11.3 Ks per game, including 13 Ks last night against the Mets. Carrasco over four and a half Ks, right? Has to be. Yeah. Yeah. If you like the under in the game, like if you like the under. Milwaukee's been striking out a lot. Mm -hmm. Carrasco gets five innings pitched, which he should. Mm -hmm. He should get five Ks. I think the number in my head immediately was five. So it was averaging projections five. Right. So we can go over four and a half. That's enough. If he throws five, I like it. If it goes to five and a half today, would you bet the under? Uh, uh, what's the juice? We gotta, if well, we go to five and a half under, we're going to lay one minimum 125 probably. Yeah. So, no, I think I, I, I think six, you can get six, but this could fall five. <laughs> this could very well call fall five. There will be somebody doing the middle thing, like we talked about on the show yesterday. Over four mm-hmm. and a half, under five and a half, hoping that it lands on five. So interesting. Yeah. Uh, better to book it. Two bets for you in Major League Baseball today, Mr. Bam, Sheriff. Bam, bam, bam. Okay. I am going oh, Tuesday. You're betting baseball today. Correct. You don't Tomorrow. have any look ahead football games before you Tomorrow. hit me with this shit. I didn't scroll nope. all the way down to the notes. Tomorrow, two baseball games today only. So tomorrow's Wednesday. You're going to be betting Thursday, Thursday college football. football. I'll, I'll bet Thursday college football tomorrow, and then I'll bet Thursday show. I'll bet Thursday night football. Fair. Okay. So, so I got to do get, some college work tonight. Yeah. The two games. There's two games tomorrow. There's two games Thursday in college football. 
calling on. games, I guess. West Virginia. Virginia. <laughs> I'm I looking forward to that game. I like the Mountain That actually game. could be a good game. I think we're going to try to be how on tomorrow. Talk about that game. A little Vatech action. Yeah. A little, little Enter Sandman going on. It'll be, it'll be on Thursday night. It's one of the best scenes in college football. It's a lot of fun. Like Vatech sucks, but you know. You ever been there? The Vatech, yes, once to Blacksburg. That's in the What did you think about that place? Um, <laughs> if you like hunting, you like it a lot. <laughs> it just, it's just, it's the middle of nowhere. It's fun. I mean, it's like an, it's like a traditional college town. Like it literally is the only thing that's out there in the Black Hill Mountains. Oh. Of Virginia. It's gorgeous country, but it's just, you know, if you're a college kid, there's like two things to do, hunt and drink. <laughs> Sometimes you like to go out and like hunt and drink and be in remote places and drive yeah. off road and all this stuff. And other times you don't want to do nothing like that. You want to be the city boy. Yeah. I'm a, I, I do never try to figure out what I am because I am a dichotomy on a million things like that. Yeah. I am all over the place. You yes. picked up after college and moved from one of the corner, like most like pocketed places in the America, the way it is, and moved to, to the complete polar opposite <laughs> place. You might as well move to Uranus, different pretty planet. Much. Yes. Uh-huh. And some people would And then on the them. way out Alabama, here. Alabama, Alabama a, being called Uranus, but actually it makes sense to some people. So it's what I'm, <laughs> nothing gets dropped yeah. without yeah. thinking it. Yeah. Then between coming here, which is a complete freak show every day. I mean, <laughs> Vegas is a freak show every single day. And I live here and I like it. You went through the Midwest and stopped off in a couple places. I can't figure you a chameleon. Uh-uh. I could change yes, my whole life has been that way. I, I, I can listen to like the most basic, you know, I can go from Taylor Swift to Biohazard, from Ani DeFranco to Sepultura. My Spotify half the people you just said in that, but my my Spotify rotation of music would freak out anybody. They they mine too. But they'd be like, "Oh my gosh!" No, but that's just how I I've always always been. I I can watch a rom com. I can watch the most meaningless. You know, I can watch the for five movies in a row. I could watch Fast and the Furious, and then I'll watch when Harry met Sally. Like I could, oh, movies like, is eclectic as could be. That's yeah, that's a good thing. I mean, so. you should have different tastes in movies and music and stuff. But like in life too, I, I don't want to go live on a farm ever. Huh. My brother is an organic farmer. So I know. <laughs> so you I, could last I can, go and live with him for three days and then be done. Oh, yeah. or what? No, I could do it. I could do it for a while. I could do it for a summer. I could do it for a long time. I wouldn't want to do it permanently, but I could do it for a while. And I could, you know, I could, I could live in New York City in downtown in Manhattan. I could live in Times Square. Or I could live in Maine. I could live in, you know, middle of nowhere, Maine. Or I could live in Vegas. Or I can live, I mean, I just, I, I like change. Change is something that I've always, I drive a different car every week. It's like the perfect thing in the world. I, I never get sick of what I'm driving. That is a hell of a deal. You it's, always, it's, it's always changing. and it's, it's always fun. I've got the brightest orange Toyota Tundra truck this week. It's been so fun. I'm driving a pumpkin around. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> Every once in a while, you know, when I go over to the house, it's so fun to pull up and see what's in your driveway. I'm like, (laughs) like, what are you driving? What the hell is that? Last car was a $130,000 Lexus. It was fun. Last last car was great. Okay. We're going Orioles. Run line. Plus 110 against the Tigers today. Did you know the Tigers are 4-0 against the Orioles this year? The Orioles have not beaten the Tigers yet. 
Small sample size. Four games. Today's so, the day. Today's the day. Today's the day. Orioles win. Good guy. I like Austin Voth. I bet a lot of games involving Austin Voth this year. Wins a lot of games. He wins three out of the last four wins. I've been on the run line for Austin Voth. Orioles run line. Bet All right. We'll bet it. We'll bet it. We'll bet it. I'm convinced. And then this number has moved on me, unfortunately. Zach Granke at home has an ERA of 1.9. Money. Bundy has been good on the road in his last three starts. Okay. So what? Under eight and a half runs. Royals, twins today. You know, it's painted nine, nine over. I just said the numbers moved against me. Everyone's betting over. I'm betting under. Cranky at home to be good. Cranky has on the road. What kind of Granky, show are we doing if I advocate yes on this? <laughs> I'm telling the, you, it's okay to go under a bad number. People we'll just take the show bet nine. go under nine. Yeah, we'll just say if you like the under, I mean, I need eight to win anyway. So under nine gives you the push potential, but eight wins for me, eight wins for nine. So eight is fine. Five, three game, we're good. Yeah, but at nine is nice to push. Correct. Yes, get the push, get the money back. Absolutely. Five, four, six, five, three, four seven, game. one. Yeah. Right? No, seven, two. Yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, Granky at home has been really good. He's, I think this number is rising because he's faced the twins the last two times on the road and got hit pretty hard, but his road ERA is so much worse than his home ERA. Correct. So I way think people, worse. I think people were looking at him going, well, the twins hit him really well. Oh. Yeah. They hit him well in Minnesota. They don't, he, he pitched in May, mm. April of May, beginning, beginning of the season against them in Kansas city. Yeah. Six innings, six innings, one earned run. Good Granky today, under eight and a half. All right. Or nine. Um, or under, uh, or under nine. You can say under nine if you want. Yeah, I prefer under nine. The number has moved. Yeah. Um, you like Kansas City in a game? I think Kansas City wins a game. Maybe. Nothing personal Spence. Just it's going to be a bad week for Minnesota. The Vikings got smoked. And now the Twins may go into KC and lose two or three. That's all right. They're already moving on to Timberwolves season. <laughs> It's almost hockey season. The Wild are going to be a good hockey team. Yeah. 100% the Wild. T-Wolves will be better, though. You think? Yeah. After that big trade? Yeah, they've got – they're loaded. Like, Gobert's there, right? That's where he went. Yeah. Yeah. They've got Twin Towers. they got Ant. (laughs) they got some talent. I wanted to see Pat Bev stay there. I did too. That would have been fun. My favorite quote so far, the NBA offseason is when the reporter asked Patrick Beverly about you're going to go be playing with LeBron James and Russell Westbrook. And he said, actually, no, they're playing with me. <laughs> I was like, that's the greatest quote. I want to, I want to walk around like Pat Bev every day. I love he was, it. He, he, just says it. he owns it. He believes it. It's like you're going to the Lakers to play with Pat to play with LeBron James and Russell Westbrook. He goes, nah, man, they're playing with me. Playing with me. <laughs> I was like, with me. oh, that's so good. I'm a Pat Bev. I was I like, him. yeah. I was like, I don't like jerseys, but I probably would wear a Patrick Beverly jersey. I like him a lot. Great idea. Favorite thing about today, as we'll wrap on time today. How about that? One, my favorite thing about today is that right there. We wrap <laughs> this shit up on time. But no, um, Again, we were a little bit late. We started the show talking about, you know, your student who has 1.7 million followers on TikTok. She'll probably have a job uh, after the, 
you know, apparently all the people that are watching this show, it's going to get out <laughs> quickly and they're going to find you and her. And then I'm out. That'll be it. It'll be the Peralt and the student uh, show <laughs> with the TikTok. Um, no, the ability to learn and listen has never been more ceased to be amazed on me as I had a discussion with my eight-year-old this morning. You guys know her as little can say Kendall. Um, and then while I'm doing the show, Jessica, my wife, is texting me and everything else. I'm just my favorite thing about today is that I'm listening to a lot of the conversations. And I'll leave it at that. But important to listen. What did God say? I gave you two ears, one mouth. Listen twice as much as you talk. Ooh. I don't know if I, I made like that, that up or if I read that somewhere, but that's what I'm learning today. That's my favorite thing about today is I'm listening. I'm listening to the conversation. Interesting. Uh, Interesting means he wasn't listening. No, I wasn't listening, but I, I am <laughs> trying. I was trying to find something that, that, that one of my students sent to me yesterday because oh. I, I got into a argument. Not argument, but I don't believe that. Counselor. She was, try she was trying. She was trying to tell me that, and she just and and, and I can't find it. But she was trying to tell me that seven that Vegas gambling is up seventy one percent on apps. And I was like, I was like, what kind of gambling? What? Sports gambling has seen a seventy one percent increase in betting on apps versus in person. And I didn't believe it. I still don't believe it. So I was like, I was like, you got to send me that data. It's up. It's up. That, it's up 71 percent well it was like like last year it might be but she yeah. said year to year she said year to year through the first two weeks of the NFL season betting on apps in Las Vegas is up 71 percent I was like you got to send me that data because I don't you know, know why why because you told me putting, we just we just had this argument yesterday about this about people betting on applications yeah but they're putting a lot of these people on the app they come over with the cash right? They're putting them on the app. You know, the guy That's bet right. MGM that bet, what did he bet? 250000 on four, four games? Four times, yeah. That was on the app. Like, so they pushed that on the app now. So that those numbers are up. That's oh. that's what's happening. So it, oh. it could, I don't know if it's not 71%, right. but I've seen it now in the books. Um, Just in, you know, weeks one and two, there are way more people that use the app because they're being directed or forced to use the app. They would just as soon dump the money on the counter and give you the ticket. The books mm -hmm. would be like, look, you can give us the money. We're depositing it in your account. Well, I don't have an account. Well, no, look, look how easy it is. Boom. You have an account done. So. All right. Maybe she's right. Okay. That's good. That's two things. Two things I've learned today from my students. <laughs> That's good. I learned that one had, one has one point seven million followers on TikTok. Does she and have then, an account? Yeah, she does, and she has a she has like ten thousand on on Instagram or something. She's my former student. No, not social media. Does she have a betting account? This girl, uh, Bree's twenty. So no, I hope not. <laughs> so I hope Bree does not have. A, but she's doing. She took my class. In the next class, she's doing a, a sports betting assignment. So are you? You have sophomores. I thought you had a junior level class. I thought you had 21 year olds. You don't have 21 year olds in your class. I, I am. I teach a UNLV has a four prong audio um, system. Right. I'm the first. I'm the first one. So I'm 213. Oh, 
Okay. So it goes 213, 313, 375, and then four something is the is the level. Okay. So I'm the first one in. So I get sophomores and juniors or like a senior who is redoing their entire life and oh, okay. taking and okay. doing something else or reclassifying. So I have all sorts gotcha. of and UNLV is a is a school that has a lot of different people who go to it. Oh, you, yeah, you start college at different times. Yeah. Your life. I've I've had a kid who's been 35 or a guy who's been 35. Oh. And I've had and I've had someone who's 18. Like I've had a pretty wide swath of people who who take the class. So it's it's all kind of all, all over the place, but it's really weird because my, I don't know how my current students feel about this, but, and I, and I feel honored that they feel like, but like I've got four kids that come to my class every single week that are not in my class. They've already taken the class. They're just coming back because they like, it. they liked it so much the first time they want to take it. We got to nickname these guys. <laughs> they all come back. All, I they might come back. to your class tomorrow. Go ahead, come on in. And they, they, they yeah. just sit in the back. They sit in I'm the back and they and they just hang out and they just like they just listen. And it's just really funny. They they wait until after the class and then they talk to me about stuff after the class. It's the most bizarre, wild. You know, I I feel honored, but it's really funny. <laughs> like guys, like you don't have anything else to do. Like I appreciate you being here, but like so. Yeah. You know my other favorite thing about today before we what? get out of here real fast. Yeah. Was steaks. I met steaks. <laughs> You can't do that yet. Well, you tell the story tomorrow. No, you can't just float that. T- tomorrow, we'll tell that story. That story is absolutely unbelievable. You have to hold that story because it's too good. Tomorrow. You have to remind me. Put I it will. In I, I, I will because it's the full cycle, Red Sox, Vegas. It's just, it's too. Can't even believe it how our worlds have collided like this on this Bostonian versus the book show. Ridiculous. You guys are going to love that story. We'll do it tomorrow. He's Dave. I'm Matt Sports Grid. Thank you so much. We'll be back tomorrow after the Pat McAfee show for you guys on Twitter and on YouTube. We'll see you tomorrow as well for BBB.